doesn't understand love. <laughs> he thinks love is money. And he's like a, an alcoholic with gold, I think. You know, he takes huge pleasure, visceral pleasure in giving. And, uh, and of course, the irony, the, the fable of the story is that once he becomes, loses all his money, of course, he discovers a huge stash of money in a sort of rather magical fairy tale way. And I think his reaction to finding that is absolute horror. You know, he's been given a bottle of vodka, you know, as a, an alcoholic. It's just, don't, don't even show me any more gold. Uh, the line is a very broken up line. Um, ah, you gods, why this? What this? You gods, why this? You know, and it's a, it's a sort of, it's not an easy relationship. He definitely starts as a, as a Shakespearean tragic protagonist. We see his flaw. He, he gives unwisely, in the same way that uh, Othello says, I loved too much, so Timon gives too much. One of his um, colleagues in the play, the man who probably speaks the most truth to him, Apomantus, says, uh, the, the middle of humanity that I never knew is, you were always extreme. And my type of extremity is not a party goer, but a, a, an upright, uh, morally correct man who um, can't believe that he's been let down. So his, 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 his shock is, um, I think, more visceral for that. There's a really interesting thing that Simon Russell Beale has been talking about in rehearsal this week, which is that Timon is the only one of Shakespeare's central characters not to have any family, no romantic relationships, no, uh, no reference to parents or children or siblings. Uh, he has friends but otherwise he's completely alone. And within the first two and a half acts of the play, his friends have abandoned him. I've been finding it a bit distressing to rehearse because um, even watching the other scenes, even watching it because the few scenes that Timon isn't in in the first half, um, when the people that he's, he regards as his friends reject him, and they are vile. What happens to him then is amazing because the play, the character ruptures, he responds to this but with a breakdown and a breakout of this misanthropic energy, this rage against not just his friends, not just capitalism, but all humanity. It was a terrible violence he finds in himself. He wants to cut people's throats. A lot of cutting of throats being talked about. And you know, when he talks about killing everyone in Athens, it includes the babies. You know, he makes sure he lists the babies that he wants killed. You know, and it's. Um, it's pretty, it's a pretty foul um, analysis of humanity, really. He has this soliloquy, this sort of aria of rage, finishes with Amen. It's a, it's a, it's a prayer or a sort of anti-prayer. It's not to the gods anymore. It's, it's, it's against everything, gods and men. Doing that speech, presumably, he's talking to the audience about the audience. I mean, there's no way around it. If you're doing a soliloquy, that's what you're doing. Some of the things, some of the image systems and metaphors that have been employed in the first part of the play come back. So animals is a really, you know, recurrent thing. And men reduced to, reduced to beasts. From my perspective, perhaps from anybody's perspective, um, he's not right. <laughs> I mean, he... He, uh, he rejects everything, absolutely everything, and he rejects 
love when it's proffered. Timon becomes a man who almost gets lost in language as he chases the um, attempt to express what he's feeling and the, the extremity of his rage and anger and the, the feeling of betrayal that he has. The arc, I suppose, of him as a protagonist changes then and instead of, as we might expect, him going through, you know, Lear-like, going through a series of uh, trials or challenges or encounters and then in the end finding some sort of resolution or catharsis anything um Timon sort of steps out of the play you know watching somebody on stage saying I've just had enough is always a is always a horrible moment you know and and he, he, he sort of right at the end he sort of says please please stop making me talk like this <laughs> lips let sour words go by language end you know that please please stop this bile coming out and he has a an attitude to the sea in which he drowns himself which is rather beautiful i want to die where the light foam of the sea may beat my gravestone daily as well you know you say oh that's 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 a different time and that's the time time in the disappointed romantic i suppose